Hi everyone and welcome to life up here. That feels so official. Um, guys, we are going to just jump in and, um, oh, first of all, I, I have to introduce, um, my, my look. I don't know. Maybe I haven't pulled it off very well, but you see, I currently work at a salon. I help out at a salon and, um, they've been dressing up for Halloween the entire week. I showed up on Monday with cat ears and a tail and nobody else was dressed up. So I was kind of like, forget it. Cause I am, I am a, a diva in that sense that like, whatever I have on actually matters to me. It, it kind of, listen, this is how shallow I am. It kind of predicts how I feel. And, um, so I haven't been participating. I know. I love participating. I love team. It's, I don't know. There's just something about this whole dressing up. So this morning I was kind of like, okay, it's Friday. I will participate today. And, and so I was like, okay, Angie, what can you pull together? That's simplistic enough that, that you just have in your, your closet. And, um, so listen, this is, this is my best twiggy that I could pull off. Okay. Listen, I have the hair for it. And I even used mascara that wasn't waterproof to try, you know, get the lashes to do the thing. And, and I am wearing blue eyeshadow. I don't wear blue eyeshadow. You see, I don't do things to draw attention to myself ever. So anyway, but, um, you know, the glasses have got to come back on because I can't see. So guys, we are going to continue this conversation about authority. I I told everyone on Sunday that they really needed to dig in and understand the authority that is um, that is Jesus's. And so I hope you've done that. But I'm going to do that a little bit here because it's fun. Um, we're going to start in Isaiah 9 because I think that Isaiah 9 really kind of lays it out for us and gives the overall broad picture of um, of who Jesus is and the authority that he carries. So we, you know, listen, I'm going to read it. Let's read it in the message and then we'll read it in the passion. I, I'm loving the message this week. It's It's just saying things in a way that I need to hear them. Okay. Uh, Isaiah 9, and where do we want to start? <laughs> okay, we're going to start, and who knows, because, you know, it's the message, so who, who really knows, right? For a child has been born for us, the gift of a son for us. He'll take over the running of the world. His name will be Amazing Counselor. Strong God, eternal father, prince of wholeness, his ruling authority will grow and there'll be no limits to the wholeness he brings. He'll rule from the historic David throne over the promised kingdom. He'll put that kingdom on a firm footing and keep it going with fair dealing and right living beginning now and lasting always. The zeal of God of the angel armies will do all of this. So that's really good, right? So we we know that we know that kind of gives us a basis of, of who he is. Now let's read it in, in the Passion Translation. It says, starting in verse six, a child has been born for us. A son has been given to us. The Okay, you're going to have to actually tell me if I'm officially back on here because I don't know for sure. 
Um, <laughs> my computer shut itself down. I don't know what happened. And then it just, it went black. So, um, but it looks like I'm actually back on in this work. So could somebody please give me a thumbs? Oh, thank you, John. Thank you. Okay. So I, I don't know what happened, but, um, where were we? We were reading in the Passion Translation. That's really awkward. Um, it says, a child has been born for us. A son has been given to us. The responsibility of complete dominion. That's where we were. I said complete dominion, and then my computer shut down. I'm not going to read into that. Anyway, the responsibility of complete dominion. And this is what we need to understand is what is his complete dominion? What is Jesus over. If if our if our belief system stops short of his complete dominion, then then our our theology is always going to be messed up. We're not going to have the full package, the full picture, right? Does that make sense? So we need to understand that that he has the responsibility of complete dominion. The government is on his shoulders. What does that mean for us? We're, we're co-heirs. We've been seated in him. So we need to understand what his authority is to be able to understand what our authority is. And, um, you know, I'm a little sensitive to the subject right now. And I think that it's good. I'm going to go ahead and allow it. I'm going to allow my sensitivity. I'm a little emotional on the topic right now because I cannot continue to play these games of safe Christianity othering me. We can't, we can't in one hand acknowledge the call to do radical, audacious things and then continue to hold the entire kingdom hostage by our stupid belief system. Is that fair? Can I say that? I don't know. It's just how I feel right now. I feel very um, strongly that we need to get our act together, that we need to actually, let, let's just time out. We're going to go to, to Matthew. Oh, now, now my antivirus protection wants to be acknowledged. Listen, it's fine. We're having all the problems over here. It's not a problem. We're not even going to call it a problem. We're going to go to Matthew, uh, Matthew 28. I want to read something to you because, um, and I read this on Sunday, but I like the way that it's worded in um, the message. This is kind of like in your face. This is Jesus. He tells the boys to meet him. And, um, and this is what he says in the message. He says, meanwhile, the 11 disciples were on their way to Galilee, headed for the mountain Jesus had set for their reunion. The moment they saw him, they worshiped him. Now, I went on and on about that on Sunday. You can go and check that message out because that's amazing to me. It's the first time it mentions that the disciples worshiped him, right? I think this is stunning. Um, some, though, held back, not sure about this worship, about risking themselves totally. Some held back, unsure about this worship, about risking themselves totally. Guys, this hit me. It was like a slap right in my little face. They were unsure about this worship, about risking themselves totally. Are you in a position right now where you're unsure about this worship? Listen, you are not called to stand in a room on any given Sunday morning and sing Kumbaya. He already came by here. 
your act of worship is motion. What are you doing with the command that he's given you? What are you doing with the commission that he has given you? Are you risking yourself totally? Are you going all in? You guys, we really, we need to be honest about this. We really do. We have to be honest about, about our where we're positioned. If we're going to continue to make up excuses on God's behalf, who the heck do we think we are? He said, go and heal the sick, cast out demons and raise the dead. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to push back on this idea that um, dying is somehow healing. It doesn't say that. That is just your weakness showing. Stop holding the gospel hostage because you can't quite wrap your mind around the way that God does things. Do we sometimes miss out on the healing here on this side? Yes, but you still need to exercise your faith by doing what he said to do. He said, go heal the sick. So we need to continue to step into that and to, to contend that the sick would be healed. We have to stop making up excuses for God. He doesn't need our help. He knows what he's doing. Stop disempowering God. Stop it. I, I'm, I'm willing to go toe-to-toe with anyone on this. Just saying. I, I, I just, I cannot, I, I, I'm going to be very, very strong. I can't stand it. I can't stand it anymore. It's like, I, oh, see, there, here comes the emotions. I'm angry about it. I'm, I'm angry in probably the same kind of way where I, I'm willing to turn tables over. I can't stand it. Uh, uh, weak Christianity is not going to work anymore. He turned the water into wine and we're trying to turn it back into water. Stop. Just stop it. Yes. Stop it. I don't like it. Okay. Where were we? Oh, we were reading in the, the passion, weren't we? Okay. It says the responsibility of complete dominion will rest on his shoulders and his name will be the wonderful one, the extraordinary strategist, the mighty God, the father of eternity, the prince of peace, great and vast is his dominion. Where on earth do you think his dominion is coming from? You. This is why you can't continue to disagree with God. He said to go do some things. Stop making up excuses for God and go do them. Stop worrying about the outcomes. The outcomes are not yours to worry about. I know. I love that one too, Vince, the extraordinary strategist. It does not surprise me one bit that you love it because that is like you and God share that value, right? Um, so anyway, he'll bring immeasurable peace and prosperity. Do we actually believe that? Do we believe that that's what he's going to bring? He will rule on David's throne and over David's kingdom to establish and uphold it by promoting justice and righteousness from this time forward and forevermore. The marvelous passion that the Lord Yahweh, commander of angel armies, has for his people will ensure that it is finished. Now, I am not relaying my strong emotion about the things that that 
that God has told us to do as someone who's seen it done. I haven't. I've, I've seen few healings in my life. I've partnered with some healings, but it's not like I, it's not like I, my record is great on this. We've pressed in for so many healings. And so I understand the, the, the pain that, that is, comes with not seeing the result. I understand that, but it's not a good reason. You guys, if we, if we believe that he has complete dominion and it comes through us, then we cannot continue to make up excuses. We can't, God doesn't need you to make up excuses for you. He needs you to like stand, be who he says that you are. Go after the thing anyway. Do not let the, the outcomes deter you. You're, you're actually not called to look at the outcomes. You're just called to do the thing, right? If you can hear that, the little pitter-patter foots running through, it's probably Chance. We love Chance. He's running around upstairs. Oh my gosh, you guys, side note. He came in all dressed up last night. <laughs> there was a Halloween thing downtown. And he came in all dressed up and he was dressed like his daddy. Yeah, he was a paramedic. It was adorable. Anyway, back on topic. Okay, I want to read one other one other spot. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay, we're going to go to Deuteronomy. Listen, this is such a good part of scripture that I think that we, we forget. We forget, right? Because our eyes don't want to fall on the, the Old Testament because we think that's where the harsh God is. And that's not true because, um, he, he, wow, it's just not true. Anyway, um, in Deuteronomy 15, it says, we're going to start in verse four. You guys like, you're not ready for this. You're not ready, but I'm going to read it anyway. There must be no poor people among you. Yeah. There must not be any poor people among you. So if um, go and heal the sick and cast out demons and raise the dead bothers you, well, there must not be any poor people among you. What are you going to do about that? Anyway, there must be no poor people among you because God is going to bless you lavishly in this land. Your God is giving you as an inheritance. Okay. Did you get that? Did you get that? You, you are the inheritance. He is giving you as an inheritance. Are you walking rightly as the inheritance? Are you posturing yourself rightly as the inheritance that's been given to the earth? We are uh, so hung up on escaping the earth, that we miss it. We think that somehow we're just trying to get into heaven. And that's not, that's not the call, you guys. You are the inheritance that, that Jesus has given to the earth. Wow, he has a lot of confidence in me. Say that. Wow, you have a lot of confidence in me, Jesus. That's a lot of confidence. He's given us as the inheritance to the earth. Your very own land. Yes, it says he, God has given you as an inheritance, your very own land, but only if you listen obediently to the voice of God. Hmm, are we doing that? 
your God, diligently observing every commandment that I command you today. So there you have it again. We need to understand two things. The authority that is ours because we're in Christ and Christ is in us. And what are the commands that he has put on our lives, right? Like those are the two things that we need to understand, authority and commandment. Diligently observing every commandment that I command you today. Oh yes, God, your God will bless you just as he promised. Here's the big part. You will lend to many nations, but won't borrow from any. You'll rule over many nations, but none will rule over you. You have to be from one kingdom. One kingdom. There has to be one reigning government over you for you to carry out the commands and the authority that God has bestowed upon us as the inheritance to the earth. Wow. He has a lot of confidence in me. I think that we kind of get crushed under his confidence. I think that our reaction to the greatness that he has put on our lives intimidates us enough that we shrink back. Um, I think far too often we are way more aware of the exits. <laughs> did you see what I did there? I was playing stewardess. <laughs> We're way more aware of the exits, the where the, the, the chicken exits are in our lives to, to escape the greatness that is over our lives than, than we are the path, the actual path that he has put before us to carry out our greatness. Does that make sense? Like, who's guilty? I've done it. I've done it over and over and over and over again. In fact, I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle of something very similar to that, where I'm telling myself, do not stumble over what is behind you, Angie. Right? Now, listen, what is behind you may be fresh, but you still cannot let your eyes fall there. Keep moving forward, right? Don't look for the chicken exits. Just keep moving forward, right? That's, you guys, it's time. It's time for the sons and daughters of glory to take their place. And that does not mean we're standing still and just huddling up, saying some prayers, singing some songs. No. It's time for us to put some action behind this. What is he calling you to do? Right now, we're answering some crazy questions. One, what do you believe about God? Because we believe that that's the most important thing about you is what you believe about God. That's why what we believe about his authority and what he's commanded us to do is so important. If we can't understand that, then we'll never really be able to fully carry out the call in our lives, right? So what do we believe about God? What do we believe God believes about us? right? That's really important because if we think that God is waiting for us to mess up, then we're going to continue to mess up. But if we believe that God believes that I am perfect, that you are perfect, and then I'm filled with greatness, that you're filled with greatness, then we're actually going to carry that out and we'll do it scared. But we're actually going to carry that out, 
right? And um, uh, what's the third one? What are you bringing to the table, right? What are you bringing to the table? You have to know what you're carrying. At any given moment, you have to know what you're carrying, even in the moments of upgrade. Listen, God, God is a, a God of suddenlies. He, he changes courses like that. Like, seriously, he does. I am just like, whoa. My mind is always blown because he comes in so sharply and fast that I can miss it. But my job is to see it and carry it out and move forward in it and not to stand still. And, and so what are you bringing to the table? So like right now I'm, I'm in a season, I'm in a place of upgrade to learning what my assignment is. And that leads us to the final question is what tables are waiting for you to take your place? So those are the four things that we are answering here in, um, in, in our, our body. And, and we're, we are just like, well, I am anyway, I, I, I'm a wee person. Listen. If you're going to be around me, you're part of the collective. That's just the way it is. And um, so we are asking how, like, what's our assignment? How are we infiltrating the earth to make it look like you, Jesus, right? Because all dominion is placed on him. Therefore, that's what we have access to, right? We're to rule and reign under his dominion. So... That's what I have to say to you. Don't forget that um, it is you that is uh, lending to the many nations and you won't be borrowing from any. And there's to be no poor among you. And um, let's just for a refresher, hit, hit Matthew again, because, you know, I just, because it stings. And listen, we need to be slapped in the face right now. I know I'm being... Uh, whatever. I don't even care. Um, yes, Lisa. Yes. Um, I'm going to read Matthew 16, 17 again. Meanwhile, the 11 disciples were on their way to Galilee, headed for the mountain Jesus had set for their reunion. The moment they saw him, they worshiped him. Some though held back, not sure about worship, about taking about risking themselves totally. I keep butchering that. Some though held back, not sure about this worship, about risking themselves totally. Don't be those disciples. Don't be those disciples. Don't be the ones who have lingering doubts, right? That's what it says in the Passion Translation. Don't be those who are eh, unsure about risking yourself totally. Risk it. That's what it's going to take. Here's the deal. Like so much of this life, it, well, it is, it's all faith, right? And he is the, the one who authored and finished our faith, right? And so it's going to take a full on risk on our part. We have to jump in to the unseen realm to be able to pull anything and cause it to manifest, right? So don't be those who still have lingering doubts. Don't be those who are, are unsure about risking yourself totally. Risk yourself. Who's in? Let's risk ourselves totally. Like, I don't know the outcomes, you guys. I don't know the outcomes on any of it. None of it. I just know what it is that he said to do. We either believe the things in this written word of God here, 
or we don't. It's that simple. Stop making up excuses for God. It's not your job. The outcomes aren't your job. Your job is to do the thing, be on mission, do the thing that he asked you to do, which is obviously from what we've read today is make sure that there are no poor among you, lend to nations, heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead. I don't know. There's more in there. We just haven't uncovered it yet. We'll get to it. We're going to continue to, to, to dig until we feel like we are satisfied with the full on command that God has put on our lives. And there is a part for everyone to play. And that is what I believe is the church's job to equip everyone to play the part that is necessary, that is vital even on the earth today. You are ambassadors of Christ. Guys, have a terrific Friday. And I pray that the gospel keeps slapping you in the face. I'm not sorry about it. Anyway, talk to you soon. Bye.